0: All right. Good morning, everybody. Just getting started here. looks like uh, we have another. Uh, all right. So I am uh, setting up uh, various uh, podcast locations, et cetera, et cetera. And um, streaming services to broadcast, right? The Disciples of Christ, the podcast, the YouTube uh, message, right? And what's so funny and sort of fascinating to me is... Uh, one of the best uh, sort of um, chatting communities is Reddit, right? A lot of traffic, I'm getting a lot of traffic on Reddit, right? And it's hilarious to me, but at the same time, sort of worrisome uh, that the communities on Reddit that I'm posting to, I'm saying, hey, I'm, I'm writing this new version of the Bible, drawing attention to things like uh, Not All Sin Is, Forgiven, God is not a slave to the will, a a slave to the will of mankind. Where God must forgive all sin? No, that's not correct, right? God has divine authority; therefore, God can forgive all sin. And what I'm getting from the Christian, uh, the Catholic community, they banned me. They said, "Oh, this is a this is a Christian Bible." Interestingly enough, uh, Christians and Catholics they use the same same version of the Bible, Uh, and so. uh, very funny. And the uh, the Christian community, they, I'm getting a lot of negative feedback from the Christian community. Oh, we already have those. those uh, we already have plenty of Bibles. We don't need any more. But the communities that I'm getting vastly positive feedback from are uh, not Christian communities. So uh, just as a word of advice, right? The first part about being Christian, the most important part is understanding and having a relationship with God and understanding that God is love, right? So if you are one of those people who is very negative, right? Well, that's not really a loving sort of mentality, right? That's not sort of being a loving person, right? If you are one of those people who uh, is really quick to jump down other people's throats or look for what is wrong, right? Uh, yes, right. That can be who you are, but it's not, you have to factor in God's love. That's the most important part of Christianity. That is step one to becoming Christian. And without it, you are not Christian without love. I can tell you plainly, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And so, uh, on guard, right. Christian nature, Christian, the Christian spirit involves sort of working on ourselves to to promote and grow that sort of loving spirit that God displayed through Christ, right? Not many people, not many men would lay down their life, right? I want to go become a famous, uh, programmer. I want to go build a, uh, uh, company that designs, uh, cars, right electric cars and become a billionaire, right? Not so many of mankind would lay down their own dreams to take up the purposes and cause and love and the ways of God in order to gain entrance and favor with God, right? And so if you do not surrender the will of man, if you do not surrender the nature of mankind and say, God, I realize that some aspects of me, of mankind, are corrupt, sinful, and I don't want them. You will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Uh, that is Matthew, and I'll pull it up here. I want to read it uh, directly so that I don't get any of it wrong. This is going to be Matthew seven twenty one. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Not everyone who prays to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of the Father who is in heaven, right? And so this involves the surrender of the state of mortality. It involves the surrender uh, of the corrupt ways of man. Sometimes it's very easy to look at something in the world and say, ah, I hate that. It's very easy to look at a suffering person, someone who wasn't dealt a hand equal with the hand that you were dealt with, right? They weren't born in America. They were born in some third world country and spent the first half of their lives, instead of getting educated, they spent the first half of their lives struggling to survive and fighting for meals on their table. Uh, Yes, I have met people like that. Yes, I've spoken with them, right? They weren't dealt a hand as nice as your hand of your, as nice as the life you were gifted with by God, right? And so uh, they were young, they were uh, 16, 17 years old before they were abducted and tragedy struck and devoured 10 years of their life. You see, Things like this are why it's written that Christians, we do not pass judgment or thou shalt not judge, right? It's be very slow. Christians, when we meet someone, we're not looking at them and saying, oh, this person is is, is rotten. This is obviously a type of lowlife. I don't want to hang out with that lowlife. They're so much lower than me. Well, that may be the way that uh, common mankind, right, mortal mankind, uh, does it, but this is opposite to the way that Christians do it. It's opposite to the way that God does it. God did not see shepherd boy David and say, yuck, this boy, he, he, he's out tending the sheep. He's dirty. He's sleeping in the fields. Yuck, I don't want anything to do with him. God did the exactly, exact opposite to that. God chose David for the righteousness, for the goodness of his heart, for the goodness of his character, for the goodness of who David was, right? And so there are many verses suggesting, right, while Christians judge by the standards of God, right, uh, we do not do what mortals do. We do not uh, live the same t- lifestyles as most other people, the majority of other people. Christians are not the majority of Right. We are few. Right. Not all who call to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. So if you meet a person who's saying with their mouth, yeah, I'm Christian, but they're going around, they're giving hatred, their judgment. They seem even like other people you've met. They don't strike you and sort of mm, maybe shock you with the spirit about them around them, the the love that they possess, the love that they're giving, the emphasis on their own lives regarding love, kindness, compassion, mercy, looking at people differently than other people, well, they're probably still developing their Christianity, right? That's a very, very nice way of putting it, right? But if you think, right, 40% of the world's population, they say, I am Christian, well, they're trying to be, right? But that's not where the point of salvation is, right? Christ uh, suggests that when he says, not everyone who prays to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Meaning there are many people working and praying uh, for God and that will not enter the kingdom of heaven. It's Matthew seven twenty one. if you'd like to look it up. Now, this is not the most loving verse. It's not what most people want to hear. It's opposite to most people what most people want to hear, but for every single person, there is an offer that's extended by the one true living God, that if you lay down your life, you take up your cross, you bring yourself into alignment with the one true living God, God will give you immortality. He will exalt you. He will show you the ways that lead to exalted exaltation. Who is a greater teacher than God himself? There's none. There's no one out there who's is greater than God. And so <clears throat> understanding, right? Um, keeping an open mind, not to just jump down people's throats, not to hate people who are of different religions, things like that. To be very welcoming, to be very loving, to lead by example, not, Hey, I saw you, you, you know, you look, you, you have, you have tears in your clothes. You're not welcome here that's not what God's talking about. <laughs> so yeah, you'll see many uh, people who are focused on the negativity, the problems with the world, right? Christians were more gold towards solving those problems and helping other people see that, you know, maybe see the error of their ways. Hey, did you know there's a better way to do this? There's higher forms of living that can be reached if you just lay down a uh, the ways of mankind and come into the kingdoms of God's graces, the realms of his divinity. Right. And if you do that, right. Then at that point you are, you're a Christian, right. But Christians, they're not like just everybody else. They're not, um, living life the same way. Uh, I heard a Christian streamer who was telling me, uh, Oh, you know, when I first saw Christians, I said, yuck. They're just, she said they're sort of like idiot hypocrites. They just say these things with their mouths and they keep on doing these hypocritical things and yada, yada, yada. She said, it didn't make sense. They were just like everybody else. So what was Christian? Well, those are not Christian at all, right? If a Christian does not stand out if a Christian does not practice the religion, uh, they're not Christian. The, the The state of Christianity is not a spoken state, i.e. I say I'm Christian and bam, there, I'm Christian. That's not how it works, right? Uh, Christ himself never even uses the terminology Christian. The Apostle Paul coins the term Christian. <clears throat> And so while we are Christians, right, uh, we are followers of Christ. We are the disciples of Christ. We're learning, embodying, and practicing the ways of Jesus Christ. So when other people are giving hatred, it's very important to give love. What What does this actually look like in our day-to-day lives? Well, it means staying bright, keeping your thoughts positive. Uh, your neighbor jumps out of nowhere and starts up a conversation. You've got to, you know, welcome them, act lovingly towards them, right? Act lovingly, be genuine, no deceit, right? No, I'm faking it. And it might be hard in the beginning. It might take time, but after you're practicing the merit of love and when you're giving love, it is growing. Love is growing within you. And so you keep practicing, you keep cultivating, you keep growing this love, and eventually you will possess genuine love, right? God is a God of love. He created the heavens and the earth, all the trees, all the animals, all the different species, all these different marvelous things to bless his children, the children of Israel, the children of God, Right, and so understanding that is extremely important. Now, who are the children of God? Well, it's mankind. The offer that God is offering is extended to all mankind who would lay down their own lives, take up their own crosses, and follow God daily. Right, that means surrendering. Right, when someone says, ah, Um, so on the forms, right, there's all these people saying, Oh, I. <laughs> Hate, hate, hate. Right. And every time, well, not every time, but a couple times they say hate. And I say, oh, well, God loves you. Right. Someone gets in your face and you say, hey, man, I'm not interested in getting into that uh, that hate pool with you. I'm not interested in diving into the mud with you, but I will show you. I will show you. I will display my Christianity for God. Hey, man, uh, God loves you. I'll see you. I'm not interested right? Someone starts, uh, rumor mongering about you. You say, Hey, excuse me. Do you know God loves you? Right? We are not trying to be like the rest of the world. We're trying to display the love, the nature of God, of the realms of divinity, the ways of heaven. We're trying to be like God, like God's prophets, like the men of the Bible. They're, uh, Their their aspects, their traits that we that mankind might aspire to, right? King David's justice, King David's heart to run to the will of the Father, Jesus Christ's love, his compassion for other people that led him to lay down his life, right? Etc. 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 Right. But interestingly enough, all of the prophets, they have a common denominator. They all run to the will of God. They all pursued. The will of god fully in their lives right and these these um traits these merits are reflections they're why god chose them because they reflect a point a treat or a merit that god himself loves jesus christ being the cornerstone the most important part of their religion Christ is roughly about 90% of the Christian faith. If you don't have that genuine love, I I know a gentleman who says, Oh yeah, I'm Christian. He's worked in all these Christian uh, industries, all these Christian positions. Right. And uh, the second that I just, just met this gentleman, the second that you um, say something right that intimidates him, he jumps right out of his Christianity and starts, oh well that's a that's a stupid version of the Bible. Oh that's this, that's this, that's the other, that's not good enough. Oh, they're stupid, right? He starts pouring out this hatred and what it reflects, the problem is right, what it reflects. It reflects an underlying core of not Christian, right? He's not actually Christian, he's just putting on a front. You have to put on the front and start working on the core, right? The inside of the cup, the spirit, is what's most important in Christian, in a Christian life. Uh, Christians, Christ points, pointed to heaven, to God, to the ways of God, to the realms of spirit, right? Understanding this, right? Because seek first the kingdom of heaven and all things will be added to you. Seek first the heavenly ways, the realms of the spirit, and all things will be added to you." This is a promise, and I guarantee you that this uh, parable, it makes actual, real-world sense if you can interpret it accurately, right? But you have to understand that love given grows. Love practiced, well, you get better at it. How do we, uh, what does practice do? Well, practice makes perfect, right? And so we have to be, as Christians, the most important part of our Christianity is being practitioners of the ways of God, being practitioners of love, of the core values of God and who God has shown us that he is. Rich in mercy, compassion, love, very forgiving, right? Do not let other people bring you down out of that state, that happy, joyous state of love in your life, where you say, yes, I'm happy, joyous. And then your neighbor comes to you and wants you to go sin, wants you to become angry, right? Or someone's trying to make you angry. They're, they're making fun or they're, uh, spreading rumors or they're telling lies or for some reason, right? Because you're happy, they're not happy about that. So they want to make you unhappy, whatever. It doesn't matter so much. It's good to understand why people do things, but it's also good to understand that an unhappy, hateful, miserable life is not something that any Christian should ever want or desire or take part in, right? Understanding that what the prophets were doing was out of love and compassion is the first step to becoming Christianity. That cultivation of love having love as a rich, well-practiced discipline, merit in our own personages, not always looking at other people. Oh, this person's doing that wrong. This person's doing that wrong. Turn it around, you gotta change it. What is that person doing right? How can I compliment that person? Man, I was going to rumor monger against them, but instead, I'm going to start complimenting and finding things that I can bless about them. It's about changing your world outlook. And I'm not saying, right, Christians don't do other things too, but you have to get the love before you start practicing the rest of the religion. And so you keep practicing, right? Hey, uh, you have the most beautiful eyes. Hey, did you take a little extra time uh, getting ready today? You look great. Hey, you're really smart. Hey, you, you, you seem to possess a large amount of wisdom. How did you get that? So I can get it too, right? Hey, you're so brave. Hey, and, and while they might start off as little compliments, small compliments, right? after a while and thinking being mindful of this love nature that all christians are commanded by god to possess right it is the first and the second commandment of christianity love the lord god with all your heart soul strength and mind love your neighbor as yourself right goes on into do unto others as you believe they should do unto you right and it keeps going and it keeps going on and growing this love the emphasis the focus of christianity is always placed on that love on that caring on that outreaching to other people we are the example of love we are the example of god's nature on earth and yeah when you line up with that divine nature doorways start to open mountains move out of your way with God, all things are possible. Yeah. And when you begin to filter out all this negativity, all this yuck, all this mud that other people say, Hey, I'm rolling in this mud pile. I'm rolling in that mud pile. Right. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard it. You know, we were not, we're not chickens. We're not Christians are not chickens that scratch in the dirt. We're eagles that fly high Right. And so grasping this, grasping that that is what God wants for us. that It is what God wants us to display in our lives. The divine ways that God is uh, promoting, that he's talking about, that he's leading his servants to. Are the ways that will lead to miracles in your life doors opening, right, Um, blocked roads suddenly opening into highways, right, that dream that has been blocked for 10 years of your life, that life dream suddenly walks into your life and is handed to you by the one true living God, but you can't tell God, hey, God, I want to do it your way, and then you're just speaking that, right? You're just talking about it. You're just professing it with your mouth, just with the breath of your lungs. That's it. It's not enough. You can't just talk about it. You have to actually practice your Christianity and be mindful of it as if it was the most important thing in your life. Because what is your Christianity? It's your own spiritual, immortal spirit, your immortal spirit's relation with God. And so when you compromise that, when you start to smear mud on that, there will be consequences. Uh, if you think of uh, your your spirit as a, uh, a spring, a beautiful, pure spring on top of a, a mountain that will flow down into the fields around it and produce an abundant harvest, right? Well, that's correct, right? The spirit is pure. The spirit is in alignment with God, your life will flourish and everything it touches, right? When Joseph was placed in Potiphar's house, when he was placed as the Lord in charge of everything that Potiphar owned, everything that Pharaoh owned later, uh, everything flourished. Everything started to go very well. Because Joseph was in alignment with God, Joseph kept his covenant to God right? As we all are supposed to be. But that same wellspring on top of the mountain, if you start putting poison and sin in it, it will corrupt the the development of the harvest in your own life. And you will produce a lackluster harvest, a harvest that you will not be necessarily happy with, right? So the ways of Christianity, when practiced accurately, will produce A dream-like life, happiness, joy, joy to the full, a life of abundance, spiritual blessings, miracles, a relationship with the one true God, your dreams, community, family, love, a loving community, a community rich in compassion that genuinely cares about each other and is happy, right? But it's very easy not to practice your covenant it's very hard to look at our own selves in the mirror and say am i a really am i really a loving person am i really a compassionate person am i really genuine do i really believe in god or is it just something i do on sunday to get out of my house and sometimes you know that's where people find themselves and sometimes in life you know maybe uh maybe that's where we were when we were just uh, walking into Christianity etc cetera, etc cetera. but it's not the place where god desires for us to be god desires us to have faith right to have faith and confidence in the ways that he is touting as the highest ways right god is not saying hey these are my ways my thoughts are higher my ways are higher and then uh people are practicing them and suffering no people 40 percent of the world calls themselves christian for a reason for a good reason the ways of god have been proven to produce a happy life a successful life but you have to practice them right not just talk about them right and doing the will of the lord is one of those things right if god tells you to do it you do it, you might not know why. You might not understand why every verse of the Bible points in a certain direction. You just do it. You have the faith to step out and do it. And your your life might look bleak. You might look, you know, you might be lonely. You might have certain aspects of your life that you're not the most happy about. But in, uh, but Abraham, uh, His message that that he got from God, he believed it. It is written that Abraham believed God, and it was credited to Abraham as righteousness. God says, hey, do this, and it will be good for you, and I will cause your life to flourish. Right? Abraham was... 40 over 40 years old when the word of the Lord came to Abraham and he started walking in his faith. But Abraham believed God. He trusted what God was teaching him was accurate. Out of faith and practiced the ways of God into that life of abundance. That life of plentifulness, right? That dream life that so many of us are looking for, and so few actually end up finding it. It's not the most difficult thing in the world to give love. It's not the most difficult thing in the world to take the reins of your life, right, and hold on to them, to take the wheel of your life and not hand your power, the reins of your life, over to other people when they start saying, hey, come with us, do this, do that, and you know that that's That way, that road, is outside God's covenant. Sin, the word itself, is defined as to diminish one's own life. Sin, when practiced, when someone sins, they are damaging their own life. The tower of their life is becoming shorter and shorter and shorter until it is rubble. That is the product of sin. And quite opposite to the sin is the perfect covenant of the one true living God. And when you are practicing righteousness, your tower is growing larger and larger and larger. And your life is getting better and better and better. As you walk closer and closer into your dreams and towards immortality, towards heaven, towards the divine realms, a divine life, a life of righteousness. That is what the promises of the one true living God will Yield, if they are practiced accurately. But it's not always the easiest thing. It's not, hey, come to the church, give the church 10%, and you'll get all your dreams. That's nonsense, right? It's follow the covenant, do what God says. <laughs> do everything that God says, and you will reach that life. You will have life and life in abundance. You will seek first the kingdom of righteousness, seek first the kingdom of heaven and all things will be added to you. That is out of God's love that he offers this. He doesn't need anything from us. He just offers it to us because God is a loving father who loves us, his children. And so know that you are loved, each and every one of you individually. And the ways that God is teaching us are for, are purposed, are designed to benefit our own lives, to be good for us. And so when you break it down (laughs) to disobeying God is bad for your life, and obeying God is extremely good for your life, religion, Christianity, starts to make a lot more sense. And yes, the Bible, when interpreted accurately, it makes perfect, logical sense So, all right, well, hey, it's it's 31 minutes. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you guys have questions, comments, or prayer requests, uh, now's the time. Feel free to email me. Uh, The Disciples of Christ website is up. It is docw.us, right? www.docdocw.us. And uh, this will have links to the YouTube podcast website, Disciples of Christ uh, Bible, etc., etc., and more. And uh, it's just a real basic webpage, but I am spreading awareness of uh, the, uh, the the work of the Disciples of Christ Bible that I'm publishing. I'm almost finished with Leviticus, and I did finish Ephesians, but Ephesians has a lot of theology in it. And I really want to be careful not to uh, get any of the theology wrong. So I am looking looking Ephesians over several times, even though it is a very short book. It's also a very good book with a whole lot of theology in it. So uh, thanks so much for tuning in, right? Don't ever forget that God is love. He's a loving God. He wants what's best for us. He wants what's good for our lives. You want a happy life? Follow the ways of God. And I guarantee you, you'll have it. Blessings on you all. Don't ever forget how much God loves you. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I will see you all next time.